Hello, my friend. Before we get into the Hairstylist Rising podcast, I have to tell you a secret. I just launched a brand new podcast called The Visionary Rising. You are going to love this new podcast if you're ready for beyond the basics marketing, business, mindset, and visibility for creative entrepreneurs, including hairstylists, educators, coaches, photographers, and online business owners. And Hairstylist Rising will remain a place where you can listen in on conversations with industry leaders, whereas the actual marketing and mindset lessons from yours truly will mostly exist over on the new show. So make sure you go follow wherever you're listening to this podcast. The Visionary Rising was born because I realized that although we come from similar backgrounds in terms of a lot of us being hairstylists, we need to stop seeing ourselves just as our job description and start seeing ourselves for who we truly are. In my community, I realized the thing we have in common isn't just the beauty industry. It's that we are visionaries, we are creatives with heart, we have so much purpose and a burning desire to make a huge impact. We want to build businesses that give us the lifestyles that we dream about and also start a ripple effect for our clients and communities. Now, here's the fun thing. I've actually created a bunch of bonus content for you, and all you have to do is hit subscribe on the Visionary Rising podcast over on your favorite podcast player and leave a rating so I can see what you think. Then just send me a DM and DM me a screenshot over on Instagram on the brand new page, The Visionary Rising, and we'll send your bonus goodies over. I am so excited for you to listen into this new show. We have just dropped three incredible episodes to celebrate our launch. So pause this, go check out The Visionary Rising, and we can get into today's episode. You know that I believe with all my heart that anything is possible for you as a hairstylist. My guest today is Ebony Nelson. She is a hairstylist turned intuitive business coach, and I asked her to come back on the Hairstylist Rising show for two reasons, because this is not her first appearance. One, she is concrete proof that as a stylist and visionary, you can do anything. And two, as an intuitive business coach, Ebony is the perfect person to discuss big dreams, fear, taking risks as a beauty business owner, and how your energy and personal growth will change your business. In today's episode, we're going to discuss how to face your fears and finally chase your dreams. We're going to talk about assessing and raising your vibration, the true cost of hustle culture, nurturing your dreams, and how self-care and sustainability in your business practices will change your life and lead to more success and more fulfillment in the long term. This conversation was just so deep and beautiful that I believe you'll feel inspired, transformed, and just lit up by the end of it. I can't wait to get started. So without further ado, let's chat with Ebony. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. 
On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hi, Ebony. Welcome back to the show. I'm really excited to have you back. Hi, Jody. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun. Always a pleasure. How have you been? I have been so good. And, you know, I think a lot has changed for both of us since the last time you were on the show. Can you fill my listeners in and can you fill me in on everything that has happened in your business and the new directions as well as like some of the shifts you've made since the last time we chatted? Because after I obviously we follow each other on Instagram and I've been noticing some hugely exciting things, which I cannot wait to share with my listeners. Thank you so much. Okay. So last time we were talking, I talked about my six steps to six figure program that was at the time called level up. I've since renamed it to niche to profit and it helped hairstylists take literally six steps to get to six figures And I kind of, you know, gave them a roadmap to do so. But I have been an entrepreneur all my life. Hairstyling Mm -hmm. has always been what I've done, but it's not the only business I've ever had. I also had a chance to graduate college and my major was communications and emerging media. Mm -hmm. So I'm like a techie. I love to study human behavior I love to see how people interact together and especially when you include technology, it does add a different facet to that. So the pivot that I have made, I think I announced it on like July the 30th. Mm -hmm. I was just in a place where I was feeling like I was limiting myself because I couldn't be as creative as I wanted to be. Because I was only talking to hairstylists, but I've always been a business owner. Right. And that for me was like, okay, how can I figure out how I can create without limits? I've also always been spiritually gifted. I've picked that up about myself as far back as eight years old. That's when I can remember. It may have been before then, but I remember it being eight years old. Mm -hmm. So, you know, friends and family have gotten to experience this. And some of the people that I may have done one-on-one sessions with, but I've always kind of held that part of me to myself. Honestly, it's like a fear of, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? What are they going to say? You know what I mean? Because everybody feels differently about that, but this is me. Yeah. And I feel like I wanted to be free in whatever business decisions I made. And the only way I could be free was to literally put my cards on the table and just go all in being a hundred percent myself. So I said all that to say I have pivoted and I am doing intuitive business coaching and strategizing now, which I'm just, it's been so well received Jody. Like I'm just like in disbelief. Honestly. And I think the thing about like being like when, when you're, you know, telling your story and how you got to where you are now, the thing that really sticks out for me is that 
you have found that since you have embraced the parts of yourself that you were hiding and that you were like, because I think we all have that thing, right? We all have the part of ourselves that we're scared to show because of that fear of judgment, fear of like how it's going to be received. And one of my favorite quotes is you're responsible for what you say and do. You're not responsible for whether or not other people freak out about it. (laughs) And so, yes. So I love that you are, you know, finding that the more you are authentic and true to yourself and and what you want to share, the better you're connecting with the people around you and the better your business feels. Because I think that really ties into the branding conversation that we're constantly having on this podcast mm-hmm. about how the easiest way to stay consistent and the easiest way to build a business that's fulfilling to you is to figure out what's important, figure out who you really are, and then share it in your branding and in your marketing. So thank you so much for sharing this. I'm so excited to dive into energetics and that intuitive approach to business that you are that you're taking because I know that you're serving entrepreneurs now, but I feel like this conversation is still so relevant to hairstylists. Yes, yes, it it is. And a lot of us and I've learned, you know, a lot of us I've learned do have an intuitive ability. Like our clients don't just talk to us and open up to us for no reason. Mm-hmm. And they may be gifts that we kind of just think, oh, people love talking to me. You know, we are, most of us are empathetic in some kind of way, or we can sense things about our clients, or we have just a good calming spirit. And that energetically wants our clients to come back around us. My business has grown off of only referrals, my social media presence, and just my abilities and my energy. Like people like to be around me Mm -hmm. and they like to talk to me. They like how they feel. And then when you bring people like that together, they like to be around each other. So my clients have formed friendships outside of the salon, but it's simply because of what I'm attracting in my space. Oh, I love that. So Tying into how how stylists can can start applying because you know you know me I'm always about what actionable steps can we give yeah. <laughs> so as far as you know really tapping into that side of yourself within business like where where would you say to start like what was it that really truly allowed you to reach that point where you're like, you know what, like, this is, this is an important part of who I am. And this is an important thing to incorporate in my business, because it is a departure from what you were doing before. So how can stylists start to really kind of dig in and, and incorporate like energetics and all of that into their businesses behind the chair? Okay, this is such a big question, because what I know most people say, and my therapist always tells me, is that everything literally starts within, right? Mm -hmm. So we want things to happen and we want these things to come from other people so that we can receive them. Mm -hmm. However, we have to do the work inside to first believe that we can receive them. Then we have to put ourselves in a position to be the person that's open to receive them and able to receive them. And how are you going to continue to hold yourself in that space, right? So one of the first things I do, I write everything down. I like 
a lot of people have heard it's a Bible verse. It's write the vision and make it plain. Mm-hmm. And I write everything down, like step by step. That's one of the ways I always manifest things easily because I follow the plan. I stick to the process and I watch it work. Mm-hmm. And that's really all you can do. Cause like you're, I always say you're the scripter of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So one thing I know that most of us that are in the beauty industry, we are natural creators. So true. We, and we literally created a way for ourselves to buy houses, buy food, take care of our children like we created that. That's a manifestation based off of your talents. Some of us went to school only to get the license, not really because we didn't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah, you had to legitimize your gift so that you can use it and it made room for you. That's like the expansion part of your manifestation. Right. So one of the first things I say is the people around you may not necessarily believe in your gift. It could be parents that say, well, that's not really going to make enough money. You should go get a nine to five job. Yeah. But you know in your heart that you're not a nine to five structure type of person. That doesn't mean you can't be in a salon from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. It means that you want to create a freedom to do what you want. So first thing I want to say, actionable steps, is decide if I don't choose for me what feels good to me, what's going to happen because nine times out of 10 you haven't been choosing what feels good to you. And that's why you're trying to decide to do something different. Oh, that's so true. And a lot of, yeah. And a lot of times our parents, they teach us what they know. And I say it's a program or it's a system. So we brought up in environments that supported that. Right. So that again is what we know, but now that we're more aware we see other things. We have the ability to feel other things. It's like, this is not really what I want. Like, I'm not really living for myself. Yeah. So that's when you really got to sit back and say, how can I change this? Yeah. So I kind of say you got to be comfortable going against what you were groomed to believe and what you were groomed to do. I think that you're so right. And I feel like one of the bigger things is, when it comes to entrepreneurship and being a visionary, because a lot of, and I know a lot of my listeners from this podcast are visionary stylists. So they're not just behind the chair to like cut a check and go home. A lot of the time Mm -hmm. they are, and if you're listening, I'm sure you can relate to this. You are wanting to create something more for yourself. And the Mm -hmm. thing about that, which is so exciting is a lot of the time that does it, it involves kind of going outside of the cookie cutter or, you know, outside oh, yeah. of what was presented to you. And the reason that the people closest to us tend to be the people who are most vocal is, is because any, any step outside the norm or any step into a big future involves an amount of risk. And often Absolutely. our parents <laughs> just want to keep us safe. Right. Your mind also wants to keep you safe. The subconscious mind wants to keep you safe because it doesn't know what you have not yet created. So so true. If, if you're, you have this new grand idea and, and you're doing something and you're like on the edge of what you're used to being true. And Mm -hmm. then 
if you jump off, you're going to fly. And it's like, oh, snap, what if I fall? Yes. But like, what if you don't? Like the possibilities are literally endless. So I always say you got to be comfortable learning how to fly. Well, exactly. And you have to have like a, a faith in your, in the as yet unseen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I love visualization. It's one of my favorite things to do, meditation and visualization. Because our thoughts can be put into actions. And once you carry out that action, you're bringing that into energy, right? Mm -hmm. And it's hard, like you said, for people to grasp the concept of new ideas. Mm Mm-hmm. Because their mind hasn't seen it or hasn't been trained to it yet. It's a new feeling. But if you open yourself up to that new feeling, you open yourself up to higher possibilities. Not just what you've known. You've already done what you've known. It's it's time to do more. And if you don't do more, you'll never have more. If you don't want to be more, you still will never have more. Yeah. It's so true. It's like trying to, and I think that's always the thing with change and with expansion is that there's always that, like, in order to step into that next vision that you have or that next, like, possibility, it's going to involve letting go of what you already have. And that is what tends to scare people and and oh, keep yes. you stuck. Oh, yes. That's That's what we call ascension. Like, you're literally rising up. You're raising your frequency. You're calling in things that are higher than what you had before things on a more you can kind of say high end level Mm -hmm. than what you had before and Mm -hmm. what we have to get comfortable with because humans and emotions we do form attachments to things and the easiest way to ascend is to not attach but it's, it's definitely normal and it's a part of our makeup to want to emote and to want to keep things and hold on to things that feel good to us, right? Mm -hmm. But what you have right now may not suit you as well as it does when you're in a, when you're more in a more ascended state, like you're going to have bigger and better. Mm -hmm. And the people that come along to help you are going to be able to make more of an impact so that you can make more of an impact. But we literally have to like trust in our own ability to create these things and to create possibilities for ourselves and be open to what comes because the tricky part is letting go of that control. We can write out our plan and we can watch it happen. But the beauty in all of it is watching your plan come to life and then watching the surprises that come with it. The good surprises from you literally just relaxing and just staying straight on your path. Don't walk to the left. Don't walk to the right. Mm-hmm. Just stay straight on your path. I love that. So can you talk to me a little bit about what that looks like? Like an example in in like, if you're someone who is like listening to this podcast episode and you're feeling a little bit stuck in your business or in any other part of your life, like what does the beginning of that process look like? What are some of the like steps that you can take if you are feeling constrained by where you are and you have a big goal that you're looking towards, but you're just not quite sure how to, how to start down the path of getting there. One thing I always will say to start with is journaling. That's a tangible thing 
for you to literally write down your thoughts, your feelings, and then look at and take notice of how you feel when you're writing this down. If it feels good, you should probably be able to keep expanding on it because you can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you have to stop, it might be like, eh, I don't know, I might have to come back to this. But you're allowed to do either. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You're allowed to do both. One of the things I also say is when you're in that space as a business owner, like deciding that well, I want to do you know, something more like figure out or sit with the feeling of why you feel like this could be difficult or why, what fears do you have around going bigger for yourself? Like if you don't, what could happen? If you do, what will happen? Like there's nothing bad that can happen from you wanting more for yourself. You know, when you say that, it's funny because when I was at the beginning of, and I think we talked about this before, but like when I got into education and coaching full time, I Mm -hmm. closed down my business behind the chair and I wasn't necessarily conscious of this at the time, but one of the exercises that I would do when I was like, because I think there's this mistake too, that when you take the big step, then all the fear is going to go away. It's not a one-time thing. <laughs> it's it's, it's a like a conscious. Yeah, absolutely. And so one of the things that I did at the beginning, particularly was like, I would write down worst case scenario. Like what is the absolute worst thing that can happen here? And often walking through that process showed me that what ultimately was at the bottom of every fear was the fear of being judged and being like, yeah. like, you know, even when it came to the podcast, like what's the worst thing that can happen? I put this out nobody listens to it and it's embarrassing. You know, when you put out a program, like you put this out, no one joins and it's embarrassing. Like that's one of the things that I would always talk through with my mentor at the time. And now, you know, after, after several years of being in the coaching and education space, often that's what it comes down to for a lot of my clients as well. It's that fear of being judged that is at the basis. It is at the basis of a lot of fear and the, and the fear of failure, but failure to whose standards? Yes. You know what I mean? It's literally our own subconscious or us looking around and like, it goes back to the judgment, which you just said, what will the people around me think if I do this big new thing mm-hmm. and it doesn't meet my own standards? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it comes back to that attachment thing. Let's look at the example of like opening a salon suite, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. You open a salon suite and like, I think the big fear that holds a lot of people back is like, well, what if I don't get enough clients? What if I have to go work at an, a salon again? What if, you know, that's what the fear is. And it's interesting because it can hold you back for so long. I think that that's what a lot of people come up against when they're making these big decisions. So detaching from that external judgment, it, it detaching from needing to get permission for everything. I think that's what yeah. holds a lot of entrepreneurs back, honestly. And honestly, what I'm going to say is I'm such a lofty dreamer, Jody. Like <laughs> I know with conviction that my idea is going to work out. I love that. Like literally 
my friends and family don't even like they're like girl oh my gosh why are you always doing stuff different because i can and i want to like i feel like that's a part of the creative person's mind like your job is to like you're a thought leader you're an innovator your job is to create new things so even if you don't follow through with it you have literally Mm -hmm. manifested this thing that Mm -hmm. has become tangible i don't care if it's a course a salon suite or whatever and you move forward with it. So mm-hmm. now that is probably more than enough for someone who was watching you and was scared and yeah. saw you going through the process to go ahead and have the courage to do their own. Sometimes our ideas yeah. and journeys are not just for us. So it's true. To inspire other people that are secretly watching us. Yeah. You know, I love that so much. I think you're so right. And I want to add that I no longer write things down. That was when I was still very much like held captive by a lot of fear at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And what you just said about having that conviction in your vision, that is like the antidote to me. So I share kind of the beginning of my journey because I think that often at the beginning, that's where where a lot of Yeah, yeah, that's where you find yourself, right? But now, once I got the evidence of things, and that's, I think, what changes when when you start take risks, even little risks, and you see the payoff and you start to build that faith and confidence in yourself, then you're able to put a lot more faith into your bigger visions and now I'm like you, I'm like, what can we do bigger? How can we change this? And you know, how can we like put something new into the universe? But I do think that it took those like little, cause it's, it's a personal transformation. It's not just your it business. Is. Yeah. It you is. Like, I don't think, and I'm almost like, I'm, I want to almost say this is a fact, but you know, it's, it's an opinion. I strongly feel that our businesses can only be as good as we are as people. If you're not disciplined with yourself, you're not going to be disciplined with your business. When you start to care for yourself better, you can put more intention and better care into your business. I 100% agree with you. I I think that that is, it's so true because you can only sustain you know, if you go a different direction, right. And say, you're just like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to like hustle and just like hard work my way into success and fulfillment and stuff like that. That's only sustainable for so long. If you haven't done the inner work and you don't have that like foundation of that faith in yourself, then I do believe that, you know, it's going to be an uphill battle forever and it's harder to sustain. So that personal development and mindset piece is crucial absolutely and i like what you said about the faith part like you have to have faith in whoever or whatever power you believe in but you also got to have that same faith in yourself Mm -hmm. like you can't depend on someone else's vision to fuel you because nobody else is responsible for you yeah like nobody can be you nobody can run your business for you nobody can make your money for you Like this has to be something that comes from you. And I always say when you're doing things with pure intentions, like why wouldn't good come out of it? We should walk into 
you know, as being business owners and creatives. And when we're like putting these things out into the universe, we should walk into our ideas and creations with a feeling of expectancy, like mm-hmm. knowing it's going to work out. And then why are you doing it? Are mm-hmm. you doing it just because you want to make money or are you doing this because you know and understand the impact that this will have on whatever industry or whatever part of the industry you're in? I call it your energetic imprint because once that hits somebody mm-hmm. and you make them feel a specific way, mm-hmm. that is going to be so empowering to them. It's going to open up a part of them that they never felt before. Mm-hmm. It's going to energize them to then go forward and, you know, be motivated, you know, and inspired, take inspired action. That's, that's the word I was looking for. And then that will go on to whoever they're working with. Like their clients will feel it. If they're doing programs, their students and clients will feel it. But I call that an ecosystem. Like that's why I feel like everything should be done with pure intention versus you just figuring out how I can make money. People will pay for how you make them feel, but you just got to make sure of what you're putting into it because you don't want stale, selfish, or like, you know, unpure intentions to go into your work. Oh, that's so true. And like looking at it from like, let's take this to the, to the behind the chair stylist level for a second. Mm -hmm. I have said, like, I think one of my first podcast episodes was about going independent. And I was like, listen, money is the worst reason to go independent. Mm -hmm. Like it's a, it's a, it's a part of it for sure. But your actual purpose behind it needs to be like, what experience are you creating? So I love how you said that. And I think that that's the kind of thing that pulls you through the hard times of entrepreneurship, a mm-hmm. deep connection to that purpose. And so, yeah. you know, if you're going to, and I, I love that I get to work with such amazing stylists and like my podcast listeners, a lot of the time they're going independent or opening salons or starting coaching because they want to create something specific for their clients. So yeah. It's not just about like making more money, which is an awesome side effect. And typically when you put your focus on serving and, and creating something that doesn't exist yet or something, you know, that's really customized to what you want to bring into the world, that vision will lead to more clients, more money, like all of these beautiful things that flow afterwards. But I love what you said about that purpose and leading with what you want, the impact that you want to have. I think that's so key. Absolutely. And thank you. I talk about, that's like, for me, I call that energetic expansion or expanding your territory, like in business Mm -hmm. and in spirituality, because you're going to feel good once your thought or idea or your concept is well received. Mm -hmm. And it's going to make you more inspired to keep being better in that space, which will then raise your frequency and put you in a different place. It's going to attract to you what you need. Like money is literally an exchange for our energy. Yeah. And you're going to get more than what you need, probably more than what you thought, as long as, again, you remember your purpose, your mm-hmm. intentions are pure, you're making that positive impact. Like, as long as you can make people feel good for the right reasons, like, you'll never, you'll never not have what you need. 
Oh, that's so good. I love that. You know, it's so funny because when I was creating, so I have a program about branding and marketing and we've kind of recreated it and and really like rethought everything. And I felt so called to include mindset, intention setting, visualization, all of those things. And it's funny Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time, maybe people look up from the outside and I I know that you'll hear me on this and are like, what does that have to do with branding and marketing? But I love what you're saying that this is like really the beginning and like having those intentions and that, that mindset, that belief in yourself, like it's all so, so crucial to, to form that truly fulfilling business. And like, that's the difference between something that will fulfill and sustain you long-term and something, you know, that just pays the bill for a couple years until you get burnt out and you close your doors. Yes. And I kind of want to take it back to hustling. Like, like you said, you can't, that's not really sustainable. And in my honest opinion, I feel that hustling is, it can kind of take you to a lower vibration Mm. because you're not in your full state of trusting. You're not in your full state of being ready to receive. Like, and how long can you keep that up? You won't be able to really do a lot of self-care if you're constantly going, going, going. Mm-hmm. instead of just being open putting doing the work mm-hmm. but pacing yourself still taking care of yourself still nurturing the idea the thought of the concept or whatever you're putting out there mm-hmm. if you're constantly on the go you're not giving it a chance to develop or evolve oh that's so true i love that thank you so much for sharing your insight today i think this has been so so incredible i just have one follow-up question for you we talk about like raising your frequency can you just like go a little bit deeper on that and maybe just explain if someone's never heard the term raise your frequency but could you just kind of go a little deeper on that and talk about like ways that that can affect your life and and how you can kind of raise that frequency and and how that can help you achieve that next level in business. Okay. So raising your frequency can help you in your life because you are shedding old thoughts, patterns, and behaviors. This leaves you open and makes space for new and better things to come in. If you decide that you want to be on a more positive path, if you decide that you want things to open up for you in your life and you want to start attracting more, you want to start having more money, you want to start having more clients, you may want a luxury car. It is all about doing the work internally and it's not an overnight process. I don't want anybody to ever think that this happens overnight. Mm -hmm. It's constant and consistent elevation and you know, doing the work on yourself to just become better for you, being present with yourself, not expecting, you know, or trying to predetermine what's going to happen in the future. But yes, you can plan Mm -hmm. your life. Yes, you can put the intentions out there and work towards them and see how the universe meets you while you're on your way. And raising your frequency, like, it feels really good. If you've ever been around someone and been in the energy of someone who's who feels happy, they look good, they look healthy, it's just like an all-around best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And you're, the best version of yourself today will not be the best version of yourself in five years. Again, mm-hmm. it's a constant evolution. 
So I what I always like to tell people to sit with yourself for at least five minutes to 10, 15 minutes a day, whatever you can, and kind of reflect on your day. Reflect on what you liked about your day. Make sure you're giving gratitude. What you could have done better, what you wanted to do better, what you maybe wish would have never happened. Because I also strongly believe that we attract all of our experiences and circumstances. Mm -hmm. So what kind of person or what kind of reactions and responses can you give to circumstances and situations and people in your life that will change the outcome of of a situation? Because things can go good or bad depending on your response or your reaction. Mm, I love that. Oh, that's so good. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. I feel like this has been such an inspiring episode. And where can people go to find out more about you? People can go to my Instagram, the Ebony Nelson, or you can go to my website, ebonynelson.com. And yeah, I have some freebies there. I have a bunch of goodies and I have new things coming up like mastermind program and a mentorship program. Amazing. Well, thank you again for being here. And and yeah, I just I appreciate your knowledge so much. I'll add the links to everything that you just mentioned in the show notes as well so that my listeners can easily find you. Thank you again for being here. Thank you, Jody. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.